And being thus overcome with the Spirit, he was carried away in a vision, even that he saw the heavens open. And he thought he saw God sitting upon his throne, surrounded with numberless concourses of angels, in the attitude of singing and praising their God. 1 Nephi chapter 1, verse 8. Hello listeners, this is Nick from Book of Mormon Central, and today's podcast addresses the question, why are Lehi's first visions so similar to much later apocalyptic writings? The first recorded visions given to the Book of Mormon prophet Lehi are introduced by Lehi's son, Nephi, in 1 Nephi chapter 1. Lehi received his prophetic calling after he prayed to the Lord on behalf of his people. As he prayed, he saw a pillar of fire that came and dwelt on a rock, and he was told many things that caused him to quake and tremble exceedingly. After this initial experience, he went home and being overcome with the Spirit and the things which he had seen, he collapsed on his bed and was then carried away into another vision. He saw the heavens open and beheld God sitting upon his throne, surrounded with numberless concourses of angels. He then saw other heavenly beings whose brightness was greater than that of the sun and stars of heaven. One gave him a book to read, which filled him with the Spirit of the Lord. The book told of how history would play out, especially regarding the destruction of Jerusalem. Ultimately, he praised God and rejoiced in all the things he had been shown and wrote down his dreams and visions. Scholars have noted the similarity between the elements of some of the Book of Mormon prophets' visions, especially that of Nephi in 1 Nephi chapter 11 through 14, and the apocalyptic genre of ancient religious literature. Apocalyptic texts involve the revelation of the divine mysteries through visions or some other form of immediate disclosure of heavenly truths. Some of the elements common to many apocalyptic texts include the presence of a heavenly messenger who reveals the divine mysteries, the fulfillment of God's promises, the warning of cataclysmic events to come, visions of God, his throne, or the divine council, the promise of the coming of a heavenly kingdom to earth, and the initiation of that kingdom through a quasi-divine savior figure. The era in which apocalyptic literature flourished in Judaism and early Christianity was between 300 BC and 300 AD, well after the time of Lehi. There are many parallels between Lehi's visions and those featured in much later apocalyptic texts, including the books of 1st through 2nd Enoch, the Testament of Levi, the Apocalypse of Abraham, the Ascension of Isaiah, and the Book of Revelation. Although this type of apocalyptic imagery seemingly became more prevalent in these later texts, the biblical book of Daniel is considered by scholars to be apocalyptic, and the prophetic call narratives of earlier prophets such as Ezekiel and Isaiah are widely seen as the roots of this apocalyptic tradition. Many of the elements of Lehi's visions in 1 Nephi fit in well with those of the visions of Daniel, Ezekiel, Isaiah, and others. For example, Lehi scholar Blake Ostler outlined the following elements shared by both Lehi's and Ezekiel's visions and the broader and earlier apocalyptic genre. A historical introduction. A divine confrontation. A throne theophany. A heavenly book. Angelic songs of praise. The commission of the prophet. A rejection by his people. Reassurance and a promise of deliverance. Similar elements can be found in the prophetic call narratives of Isaiah and Jeremiah as well. Similarly, much of the same language that is used in 1 Nephi 1 can be found in the visions of Daniel. The apocalyptic genre was a powerful medium for the communication of religious ideas for many centuries, 
especially what is known as the intertestamental Jewish period and in early Christianity. In light of the late fluorescence of apocalypticism, some people may be surprised to learn that the apocalyptic writing began much earlier, perhaps emerging in the face of the apocalyptic catastrophes that befell the northern kingdom of Israel and threatened the southern kingdom of Judah around Lehi's time. For this reason, it is useful to recognize that much of the imagery and many of the underlying theological assumptions found in the more recent documents, it is useful to recognize that much of the imagery and many of the underlying theological assumptions found in the more recent documents draw inspiration from what can already be found in the earlier biblical visions of Lehi's predecessors and contemporaries, such as Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Isaiah lived approximately 100 years before Lehi, and Jeremiah and Ezekiel were roughly contemporary with the Book of Mormon prophet. The written accounts of their visions should be expected to be meaningfully similar. In Lehi's day, it was critically necessary to be able to recognize the true prophets. At that time, it was widely expected that a true prophet would genuinely claim to have been admitted into the heavenly council of God. As BYU professor John W. Welch has explained, Lehi fulfilled that expectation of a true prophet in his day, as defined by his contemporary, Jeremiah. For who hath stood in the council of Jehovah, that he should perceive and hear his word? Who hath marked my word and heard it? As Welch has noted, and as all can see, this passage stresses the importance in Lehi's day for a prophet not only to stand in the council of God, but also to both see and hear what goes on there, and then to carry out his assessment meticulously by delivering the precise words of the council's decree, just as Lehi does. This, in effect, certified that the prophet was a true messenger of God. Just as much, if not more so today, we need to understand and have confidence in Lehi's calling as a true prophet of God, he was the founding prophetic father of his posterity, the Nephites, Lamanites, Jacobites, and Lemuelites. His role is essential to the authority and authenticity of all his prophetic successors who stand on his shoulders. His delineating words and exemplary character traits are the wellspring of the Book of Mormon. As Jeremiah demands of a true prophet, Lehi indeed beheld God and his assembly. He saw and heard what transpired there, and then faithfully went forth to declare unto the people of Jerusalem concerning the things which he had both seen and heard. His visions, dreams, teachings, warnings, blessings, and promises are eternal. His legacy among people the world over is everlasting. Thank you for listening. To find out more, please visit bookofmormoncentral.org and then click on Know Why.